And a good Friday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Here on WNSR, Darren and Justin live in the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside in his orange jumpsuit. I don't know if he's in trouble with the law or he's just celebrating or getting ready for Tennessee's game against Vanderbilt tomorrow in Knoxville. I'm not sure. Probably the latter. But you just you just don't know. You just don't know. He's all Tennessee all the time. Yeah. I'm pretty true. sure. So you don't think it's because he's got a pickup trash on the side he, of the road? It's Tennessee related. Thank you very much, it's Tennessee Thank you, Justin. For There's up. like no numbers on the back. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I went to uh, uh, Greg's thing this morning. And he was talking stuff, so I had to represent with UT Colors. Oh, okay. Because you know, there was, okay. was, was some UT Orange out there, though. Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Got a chance to meet some great, great listeners out there. Awesome. Uh, I felt horrible. I was able to call in at the very, very, very end of the show. I wanted to go out there. You guys know uh, I've just been, this week has been a mess for me, like trying to stay. Highly unusual. Yeah. I just, and so I just didn't think it was a good idea for me to just go around a bunch of people, yeah. which I don't know. I've I've tested myself twice this week. It got so bad I couldn't smell, and I was like, oh, oh. Right, do I have COVID? I've tested myself. I've had two tests and i'm negative but i i just i feel like i'm starting to get to break loose there break, yeah it's starting to, but i've just been a hot mess and i'm not looking for any sympathy i'm just saying i wanted to be there today yeah and it just wasn't yeah. a good idea for me to just to be around i'm just not ready to be around a big group of people yeah it's not a good idea yeah till i get past this okay so i feel bad uh today was greg pogue's last day monday through friday the Greg uh, Pogue and John Burton show is no more. Mm. It's now JB and the General. Yes. Moving forward, starting on Monday. Congratulations. Uh, I'm not sure if Greg will still be on the airwaves here. I'm not sure He's about doing that. His, doing he's still going to do stuff morning, on this yeah. station? Yeah, he'll be on really? tomorrow at 8 okay. o'clock. Yeah, you know, he's... Okay. He's still going to be on? Yeah. Okay. He's the right. whole... I haven't heard that he's going to still be on or TSU not. TSU Tigers and all that, so you know... There's, there's that. So he's still going to be on like all yes, the time. Yes, okay. still be okay. on the radio. So it's really not, it's not retirement, you think. <laughs> just, I'm, having a, I'm having a little fun with it. You know, people act like it was retirement. Like, Well, it, I mean, look, in all seriousness, it, I mean, for him yeah. uh, and what he's been meant on the airwaves, and that, yeah. look, he is a part of the Nashville Sports Talk Radio fabric. Yeah. Without question. Okay? He is I, a part I of it. Monday admit, through Friday. You I cannot, have to admit, Greg's got a lot of celebrities. I mean, Oregon was there, and Jeff Fisher called in. I mean, it was a pretty big lineup out there. Yeah. Listen, listen here. Listen. Pete Weber? You cannot properly tell the story of Nashville Sports Talk Radio uh, without including Greg Polk. It is impossible to do so. He's been on not just this station, but a few others around town, uh, even before the genre really existed. He was one of the pioneers, dare I say, uh, to help introduce the genre of sports talk mm-hmm. radio here to Nashville. That is not an exaggeration. That is a fact um, I think. <laughs> that he was doing that. Yeah, Bill King and a few others, but, you know, Greg is, um, is, is not far behind for sure. 100%. And he said this morning, I heard him say this morning that he, that him and David Coleman was the first morning show on the uh, uh, that's uh, that's possible i don't think that's true though you don't think that's true i think mike wolf who i used Uh, to produce sure 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 was the first morning sports talk show okay in this town it was because it was on these airwaves the the two well so were they so you know the two weren't i think i think he was after 
Okay. Because Mike wasn't here long. No, he wasn't. In this market. I do remember that. <laughs> I, I do remember Mike Wolf. You uh, want he, an opinion? Oh, I oh. got an opinion. <laughs> if you, just tune in to the Mike Wolf. Thank you. I was going to say, if you said he didn't have an opinion, you didn't listen. I, so <laughs> I remember the, the promos right now. So where does Bob Bell and people like that come in? Duncan Stewart. You know, those days back there, they weren't. But they weren't mornings. They're absolutely. Look, one day when someone does it. Yeah, you know, of course th- those names, Bill Keen and Bob Bell and yeah. Duncan Stewart, like they're all George Blaster, they're all Greg Pogue, all of them are heavily involved that, in this. To answer your question, late eighties uh, okay. is when all that really got going okay. over, you know, down the dial a little bit. But you know, late eighties uh, is when that you know kind of got going. For so real. I appreciate Greg for uh, sitting in yesterday. Again, it's been kind of a hot mess for me this week. Hopefully, I'm. On the way, uh, I'm turning the corner. Yeah. Let's hope for that. A little gravel, but you're here. But I wanted to be there today, Greg. I'm sorry. Thanks for filling in yesterday. Had a great time. But Greg has been a great friend for 25 years that I've been in this market. So I felt bad that I couldn't be there at Strike and Spare uh, today. But, Damon, thank you for representing. Don't worry. I ate enough food for you. I was going to say, thank you for representing (laughs) for all three of us is what it sounds like. Because I couldn't make it either. But thank you, sir. I I, I ate doubles because I knew it was just it didn't make it. (laughs) I could not make it either, no. So I ate both of us and me. Tom Balacero is reporting that uh, Brian Callahan is expected to hire Colt Anderson as his special teams coordinator. Remember, we talked about. Yes. Most of his staff was complete. Yep. He was still looking for a special teams coordinator and a couple other position coaches or, or other coaches. It was He was almost done. Well, special teams coordinator is a big deal. Um, sure. You is. don't realize how important they are until your special teams stinks. Well, ask, ask Ryan Stonehouse, your you know, real estate broker, how important it is. Yeah. And, and the Titans have had. Good special teams, and they've had bad special teams. And again, you don't realize how important it is until you have bad special teams. So Colt Anderson, who comes over from the Cincinnati Bengals, yep. so I don't know how Brian and Colt knew each other. Oh, wait a minute. They've been on the staff together um, for the last four years. Um, there you go. He was the assistant special teams coach the last four seasons yeah. for the Bengals. Played his college ball yeah. at Montana. There you go. And I believe, if I'm looking at the years right, that would sync up with Brandon Fisher. Would Around it not? that same time. probably. Well, I would think they would be teammates, late, wouldn't they? Later? No, 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 no. no. no you're, you're right. That's it. That should be. No, they, around the same time. He's 38. Brandon yeah. Fisher's late 30s, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. I think they were teammates at Montana. That would make sense. That would make sense. So, sure. I need to ask uh, Coach Fisher that. I think they I'm pretty sure they were. So, anyway. Uh, played in the NFL for a while. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, four different teams yeah. and uh, eight seasons. That's he was not bad. basically a practice squad guy, but whatever. And probably a special teams guy. Special teams guy. <laughs> so right. There you probably go. Probably has you know more experience go. in that. That's right. So uh, that looks like Brian Callahan is starting to wrap up his coaching staff. Good deal. We're going to talk to Pat Sperduto later on in the show. It looks like. Two juveniles have been charged in the shooting at the parade on Wednesday. Remember, we were supposed to talk to um, Pat Sperduto on Wednesday. He was in the parade, but obviously everything that transpired late in the parade as things were wrapping up, um, we obviously pushed it for good reason. 
and uh, he's going to join us a little bit later today, about 3.20. Yeah, able to catch up yesterday with uh, P.J. Green from the Fox affiliate up there in Kansas City, uh, who gave us sort of a firsthand account of the things that he saw and witnessed. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a guy who's been at hospitals and police stations, uh, who's used to covering, you know, basketball, football, and baseball. Uh, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, covering press conferences with the mayor and the police chief over the last few days, uh, trying to make sure that community copes with that. And uh, they originally arrested three people. Now it's down to two. They released the third person saying they had nothing to do with this. And uh, it's just these two people uh, that resulted in 22 people getting shot or whatever the last latest number is. Uh, But it's awful. And, um, you know, one of the victims, uh, the only victim uh, who died was a radio personality out of all the things. Uh, A DJ, local radio personality there in Kansas City. Uh, Lisa Lopez uh, Galvin, who uh, passed away as a result of this shooting. Just just awful. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. So we'll talk to Pat a little bit later in the program. Taylor Swift, I saw, donated some money as well. Yeah. yeah. The victim's family, I think it was like $100,000 yeah. uh, to uh, the victim's family. So mm-hmm. nice gesture by her. Okay, let's get into... What took place last night at Bridgestone Arena? You know, we haven't mm, talked a boy. bunch about the Preds this year. Quite honestly, been in this market the whole time they've been here. It's probably, you know, I'd have to sit back and really think about it. Obviously, the early days were different. But it's been a good while since the Predators haven't been talked about as much, as they, as little as they have this season is what it feels like to me. It's been really Titans dominated and, and other things dominated. But, you know, if they were looking for more pub, of looking for more people to talk about them today, well, you're going to get it. At least you're going to get it on this show. I don't know what last night was, but it was bad. Mm. Worst home loss, I think, ever. Probably. 9-2, they lose to the Dallas Stars, out-coached, out-played, out-everything. It was just bad. It was really, really bad. And as I tweeted out, you know, this is probably a, a good thing. It's not probably. It is a good thing. Because I've been saying on the show... For weeks now, it's time to sell. It's time if you can get the right offer. Trade UC Saros. It's not working, okay? You know, I'm a big proponent of that. You've heard me talk about this. I've talked about it with the Predators. I've talked about it with the Titans. Yeah. I've talked about it with Vanderbilt. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again and say, hey, no, just trust us. Like next year, I promise you, it'll be different after year after year after year. You know, you don't jump the gun and do it after a year, but. When you've got a good body of work, and this is the same thing we've seen. Look, there is nothing different about this team than last year's team other than Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne are no longer on this roster, and they were the scapegoat because they had the big contracts, <laughs> right? And so everybody wanted to blame them, and they're not around anymore. But no, really, not. when you get down to it, Justin, the results are all the same. It's the same, it's the same path. It's the same look. Just don't have the two guys that everybody well, loved to beat up on. Some of the same problems. They're inconsistent and yes. they can't score enough. Right. That those are the two. Okay. okay. Those are the two things. That's that's what I just said. That's that's Nothing's what it's different, been. Except for they don't have the two whipping boys to beat up on this year. Yeah, who are supposed to score and you know, be the main scorers? Well, they make yeah, eight yeah, million dollars yeah. a year. You know, yeah, they're not turning in a great season. So, so, I mean, they're inconsistent and they don't score enough points. This is four plus years, and that's enough of a body of work to say, look. It's looked the same for four-plus years. It's time to do something different. This is clearly not working. Guess what? You've changed coaches. You've changed they general did. managers. They did. I mean, you've got a new president. Well, 
in the organization. It's not like everything has stayed the exact same. And yes, you've had turnover on the roster, but yeah. oh, by the way, there's still a whole lot of uh, pieces the, the, that have been there this entire the, time. The big three, the main three, are still there. Yeah. And so, you know, and there was questions about whether or not, I know I asked the questions about whether or not we wanted to move them uh, before the season got started. And it was determined, no, they need to be here and be part of the foundation moving forward of with the younger players until they figure out what they've got. Uh, last night, and I want to get to this, Darren, before we go to our commercial break, I do want to get to the audio here from Andy Burnett um, last night, who was not happy uh, after the game. And I mean, listen. Everybody, they lost nine to two, and in 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 any other in the NBA, that's like getting beat by forty. And, and you know, this is the at equivalent home. at home. This is every to me. This is every bit of the equivalent of the Miami Dolphins beating the uh, the Denver Broncos by fifty. When you lose by seven point uh, seven goals by seven goals to another team in your building, that's about as bad as it gets. And this is Andy Burnett. Uh, after the uh, game last night, talking about his team. Well, it's disappointing. You know, I think it can only be addressed so many times. Um, either we're not taking it serious enough or we're not understanding. Um, so it, it, uh, the response and the, the mindset is really disappointing. I think not understanding where we're at or, or having trouble getting their mind around uh, what's important, that's hockey. It's not everything else that goes around hockey. It's the game of hockey. And I don't know um, if we're understanding the importance of that our mind has to be in the game. It can't be in our vacations. Okay. Mm. So here, here's here's what I'm trying to figure out. This is a brand new coach. So it's not like it's been the same message over and over nope. again and the guys that's are tired old. of hearing of right. it. Yep. And, 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 you Tune can, out. You can dismiss all of that because nope. none of that's true. This guy just got there a few months ago. So that's not it. It's not like you got a bunch, you got a few veteran players, but as you mentioned, most of those, the big veteran players that they had are no longer here. They got rid of those guys. So these are mostly newer players uh, that they've got here. Well, they got a they got a blend. It's like half vets, half young young whippersnappers. Okay, so I'm wondering. Listen, he didn't say that out of nowhere. The thing about vacations. So I just wonder who's thinking about vacations and exactly, you know, what is it that they don't quite understand? Because what he's talking about is the fact that his message, whatever his message is, is not getting through. That, that much is clear. And I don't know what his message is. But whatever his message is day in, day out, it is not getting through to that team. And one or two things are true, Darren. Either the players there are not a good mix for Andy Burnett and, you know, it, it, and they need to move on. Or, dare I say, the Predators have hired the wrong guy. And his message cannot get through to this group of players. So either they got to find new players that are willing to accept his message or they got to find a new messenger to deliver the message of you know of, of what they're trying to be as an organization. Because when he says things like that, well, we're not getting it. Well, that means you're not delivering a message to these guys for them to get. It's part of his job for to, to make sure. In the end, if you if they don't get it, then something's got to change there with that. Yeah, I, and, I, don't, I don't know, know if know. he's talking about their long break. The guys are still talking about the long break, or they he feels like they haven't come off the long break. I don't know. 
um, because they had a very long break. It feels like they're sleepwalking. And I think so what it's been really bad. They, they had to come from behind when the first game back, and then the last yeah. two games they lost to a pedestrian Devils team, and then they just get run out of the building last night by the Dallas Stars. And the Coyotes aren't good. The team they and beat. They, they, Right, and they were down two goals in the third period. They came back and won. They're not good. No. So, I mean, no. You're look. You you said it perfectly. Like something is disjointed. There is a disconnect. And look, part of Andrew Burnett's job is to make sure that the message is get right. That is part of a head coach's job. Yeah. Now. I, I don't know who's how this dynamic is working. Mm-mm. They sent Tomasino down. They sent Parsons. They've Man. sent guys down to Milwaukee. They're bringing guys up. They're they're trying to change that. All I know is right now, when I listen to Andrew Burnett this week, because mm-hmm. this is where he's really started coming out. You heard me say this about midway through the Titans season when we were talking about Mike Vrabel, and yeah. I said Mike mm-hmm. Vrabel. Sounds like a guy right now. He says he can't fix it. I can't fix this. Yeah, Andrew Burnett right now sounds like a guy that's saying, I can't fix this. Well, I'm looking around, and we time is now ticking, and I can't fix this. Mm. That's a problem. Right. It's a problem. All right, we'll come back. Michael Gallagher, who does cover the team, and uh, we're going to talk about this with him. Nashville Hockey Now. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity. It's the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. It's true. You can also watch the show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. On our YouTube page, you can also connect with us, chat with us. WNSR Live in the search. Uh, like Eric from Columbia is doing, he's saying that I sound better. That's, that's a good sign. Yes, I agree Thank with you, that. Eric, yes. for that. I need the encouragement. I mm-hmm. really do. Darren and Justin here with you. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio here on this Friday afternoon. Things are good here. Things were not good in Bridgestone Arena last night. Mm-mm-mm. And to talk about all that is Michael Gallagher. He's on the line with us. Nashville Hockey Now covers the team um, for them and does a good job doing that. Michael, what the heck was that? Uh, former Predators had a good night, but the current Predators did not. Yeah, I wish I had an answer for you. I, I was watching that game, and I almost couldn't believe what was unfolding right before me. I mean, a 9-2 a to two loss, I, that's got to be – I know it's the worst loss at home. It's got to be right up there, maybe even the worst loss in, in franchise history. They just – they couldn't do anything right. Like, Saros couldn't stop any goals. Dallas was just teeing off on them. Like, everything that could go wrong did go wrong for them, and you look at – some of the underlying numbers and statistics, and you're like, okay, well, they got outshot 41 to 29. That's not terrible. They actually outhit the Stars 33 to 17, but giving up two power play goals and three opportunities, they, there were so many turnovers. It was just one of those. I mean, the, the three takeaways to 12 giveaways, mm. and seven of those of those giveaways came in the defensive zone. That's that's just that's floppy hockey. You cannot have that. Every skater for Dallas had a positive on-ice goal differential, and I think Dennis Garianov, according to Money Puck, was the only Nashville skater that had a positive on-ice goal differential. They're just – it's inexcusable. Games like that just cannot happen. I mean, statistically, last night, Rope Hintz was Dallas's worst worst skater, and he mm. still had a better expected goals percentage than Garianov, who, who was the Predators' best skater statistically. So that just, that just shows you everything you need to know about last night, and I think it was – 
the fact that Burnett had, a, I think, his availability after the game was lasted a minute and a half, and they were ninety seconds. Short. Yep. Yeah, well, actually, a minute thirty-eight to be exact. Right to the right to the point answers. There mm-hmm. was just, I mean, he he's usually pretty good about giving us a little bit of insight, and, and if he's he's upset, you can you can tell. But last night was just I've never seen Andrew Burnett kind of like that. Okay, so. Damon's going to play 10 seconds at the very, very end. And like you said, if we're going to be literal, it was I think it was a minute 38, if I'm not mistaken. So not even quite 90 seconds. Or no, that's a that's a little bit over. Not, my, my Kentucky math I'm sorry. is not good. What? what? Uh, it was a minute 38, right? Total, yes. Total. Yes. So, but he's going to give us the last 10 seconds. Last here. 10 seconds. And we just want to get your impressions, Michael, of what you thought of this. So, Damon, let's play it. And then uh, we'll get Michael's response. It's not everything else that goes around hockey. It's the game of hockey. And I don't know um, if we're understanding the importance of that our mind has to be in the game. It can't be in our vacations. That's literally how it ended. What What do you make of that? Yeah, it was certainly an interesting response and, it leaves a lot of room for interpretation and you know they had a they had a really grueling practice today it was very it was extremely physical fast paced and it felt like it was one of those practices that was meant to put the fear of god into some of the players and after practice kind of mentioned it to him he like you know this is a very physical practice you know it seemed like it was not like a punishment per se but it seemed like it was it was a direct result of what happened last night and um one of the other reporters asked him what he meant by what he said at the end of the press conference, and he basically he didn't really give a lot of clarity then either. He just said, our minds haven't been right since the break, and there's not a lot of players that are really focused on hockey. And I think part of that stems from the fact that if you look at this realistically, I mean, the Predators are a few points here or there. They're, they're, realistically, they're, they're in a playoff position, okay? They they still could technically go on a run, and a couple other teams ahead of them could you know lose a few games here and there, and they they could they could end up getting back into this thing. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, but realistically, they are technically in a playoff run, and I think Andrew Burnett is focused on that because coach, coaches get judged by their wins and their losses. They don't get judged by the high draft picks they have. They don't get judged by how many times they pick in the top ten. They don't they don't care about the rebuild. Like coaches are judged by their wins and their losses, and I think. Andrew Burnett right now is focused on this team being in a playoff hunt and trying to win games and doing that. And for whatever reason, there's a disconnect between that's his sole focus and some of the players maybe necessarily aren't really focused on that. And he said last night that the issues can only be addressed so many times before you just kind of hit a wall. So I asked him today, I was like, what do you mean by that? When you, when you do hit that wall, like how do you break through it? And his response was, we have more practices like today. And if no one's hurt, we do it again. So it seems like that's what this team is in for. If they don't start stringing together some wins, it seems like they're in for a lot more grueling physical practices until they start playing the way that it, that he wants them to play. I just, I look, I don't know, and maybe he look, he's the coach, it, it, you know, bag skating these guys and you know calling them out in the media or publicly. That's what he's that's what he's done all week. Is that going to work? I mean, does that work in today's game? Does that work with today's athlete? I don't. I don't necessarily think it does. I don't I feel like it does either. But I don't know. But I don't feel like it does either. Yeah, I feel like if, if I'm if I'm an athlete and my coach is calling me out publicly all the time, I'm going to start thinking like, "Wow, this guy has no faith in me. He has zero confidence that I can go out and play this game." And then that starts creeping in your head. Is he right? 
because he's the coach, obviously he sees what's going on and he has a bigger perspective than what I do. And I just, I feel like that get you, it's a slippery slope to where you start, it starts messing with, with a, with an athlete's confidence. And I don't think that's his, I don't think that's what he's going for here. Cause you got, you got to look too. When he was hired, Trotz and Poyle both said that he was tremendous. He has this tremendous ability to relate to his players. And many of his former players with the Devils and the Panthers said the same thing. They all raved about how he's a player's coach. And he, one thing he does better than almost anyone is he gets the players to play for him. Now the players are kind of proving the opposite. Yeah, as I, I say, I don't feel that way at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's taking it personally. Like I don't think it's. They're making him look like a fool. But I think he is known as a players' coach, and he's known for getting a lot out of his players. Like he even admitted when he sent Parson into the AHL, he's like, "Look, I failed him. I, I can't. I don't have time to teach him how to do this. So we're going to send him down there, let him get his legs under him, and come back." I think. Yeah, but you know what that is, though, Michael. Michael, that's the "it's not you, it's me." Like that's that's just you know what I mean. Like nobody wants to hear that. Like oh, you know, I failed him. No, no. One, he's a professional athlete, and there was a lot of high hopes for Parson. And and by the way, so what's the excuse for Thomason? Uh, Thomasino, excuse me, Thomasino. What? Why why is he in Milwaukee? Like you know what I mean? Like we're just starting to see a lot of things that are not working, and I. There just seems to, and I just said this earlier, and I and I've said it this week, but I really said it today after last night. I, I feel like Andrew Burnett right now, this whole week, again the hard practices, calling out players publicly. I feel like he is looking around, going, "I can't fix this team." I think hard practices work if you have the right group of guys. I'm not so sure he's got the right group of guys because. He's doing all the things that coaches do to push buttons, and guess what? It's not working. In fact, it's imploding. It's blowing up in his face. It feels like they're getting worse. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's doing anything differently than he did when he was the interim coach of the Panthers in 2021 and they won the President's Trophy. I think we're just seeing, seeing the difference... We're seeing the difference in Andrew Burnett, the coach, when he has a roster that can win a President's Trophy and mm-hmm. when he has a roster that is in need of, of rebuilding. And look, a lot of these players, they're John Hines and they're David Poyle players. And I think he knew that coming into this and Barry Trotz knew that coming into this. I think now, especially after last night, and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, like there are pieces on this roster that probably need to go because they don't fit the way that the Predators are going to be playing under Andrew Burnett. UC Saros, I think, is one of those players that is still an elite goaltender. I just don't think he's a fit for the way that Andrew Burnett wants to play. There's other depth players. Like, I love Colton Sissons, and I love Yakov Trenin, and Sissons is having a great year. I don't think Trenin is suited to play in this kind of system and to, to be that, that bottom six guy that he traditionally has been because he there, there's just too many of them. You have Cole Smith and McCarron, who both got new contracts, and Trenin. There's too many of the same players and they're trying to get different things from each of these guys, and they all do the same thing. And I, I just don't know if they have the pieces right now to execute the way Andrew Burnett wants to play. And I, and I think you're right. Like, this is – I don't know if, if Burnett would go as far as to say, like, I can't fix this team. I think I think it's, it's very indicative that this team needs to be changed. The makeup and the core of this team needs to be shaken up, and, and they need to bring in players, promote players, whatever they have to do to get the right pieces around Andrew Burnett because I think his system works, but it only works if it has the right players. So it's I find it interesting that even though they've changed a lot of things, they changed coaches, they've changed some players, um, but they're still running into, from my view, the same problem is that there are two problems in particular. They're inconsistent and they don't score enough goals. Um, and that was, kind of, you know, even though this team is a, pretty different than last year's team, 
How is it that they're still running into the exact two same problems? They're sort of like the Titans, actually, in a way. And I'll draw this uh, line for the listeners. The Titans changed four of their five offensive linemen from one year to the next, and still the offensive line was not good. And so you think, well, we changed all the offensive line. Well, and then guess what? It's still bad. Um, so, so what is? I don't know what that leans to or speaks to in, in the hockey world, but what what does that say to you that they're still struggling with the same issues, even though they've changed a lot of parts? Yeah, I think it's it's a good point. And with the Titans example, you can change as many offensive linemen as you want, but if you're not adding the players that can elevate the players around them, mm. you're going to have the same results. Mm. And I think the Predators, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, they they usually are a team that's built on defense and goaltending, and we kind of expect the Predators to be a middle-of-the-road team when it comes to scoring goals. But given given that Andrew Burnett's system is predicated on creating space and creating shots and scoring chances and, and relentlessly chasing the puck and puck possession, everything that leads to an offensive game, they should be better than 16th or 17th, whatever they're ranked in, in the NHL in goal scoring. And, yeah, they have changed some of the pieces, but I would argue that maybe not all those pieces they've changed or they've added have like really elevate the players around them. Like I think Luke Evangelis is going to be a good forward, but Luke Evangelis is struggling a little bit, and he was scratched last night in favor of Igor Afanasyev and 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 Denis Gurianov and some of the other bottom six players. And you look at like, sure, Ryan O'Reilly is having a career year, and clearly Andrew Burnett's system and his coaching is working well for Ryan O'Reilly. And you could say the say the same for Nyquist, but Luke Shen had a horrible turnover last night. And he, he didn't even make an effort to, to block the shot. He basically just went down on one knee and just, like, hope he didn't get hit in the face with a puck. Like, you're, you're adding players that are supposed to be upgrades over some of the other players, and it's not working. So you can, you can change the roster all you want, but if you're not adding high-caliber players or players with the skill sets necessary to implement what Andrew Burnett wants to do, like, the results are never going to get better. You know, you bring up an interesting point. Again, I'm going to draw the correlation for, uh, for the Titans here. You just said yourself, and Darren has said the same thing because you know it, it's true. The the organization traditionally has built itself off of um, defense and and goaltending has been the tendency of the Nashville Predators and whatever success that they've had. The Titans have been run the ball and stop the run for the last you know twenty five years. That's what they've been. Matt, they have now brought in a, a coach who has said the team that throws the ball the best. It's the teams that win the game. That That's what he has said over and over again. And every move he has made in the offseason, as far as his staff is concerned, seems to be, we're going to throw the ball. And every sentence out of his mouth seems to be about throwing the football. And we'll see what it translates to on the field coming up here in the days and months to come. I wonder if the Predators have fully embraced the culture change that we are not going to be building the team anymore on defense and goaltending, or have they? In your mind, from what you've seen, is this team changing its philosophy by bringing in uh, Andrew Burnett? Is that the key indication that they are ready to move and change complete, total philosophy as a hockey team and a hockey organization? Stay tuned over the next three weeks to find (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good point. I, I think that they're ready to embrace being an offensive team after 25 years of being a defense and goaltending first team. The problem is, and Claver, one of my writers in Nashville Hockey Now, wrote a story about this, that Andrew Burnett does not have the horses for the race that he wants to run. He does not have the, the, the players that are capable of carrying this team offensively. 
And if you want to go with the Titans analogy, Philip Forsberg is like the Derrick Henry of the Predators. You you he you give him the puck and you watch him score and you hope that there's a trickle down effect with the pl- the guys he's playing on a line with. Mm. And you hope he inspires some of the second and the, and the third line players to go out and kind of do that too. Mm. This team goes offensively as Philip Forsberg does. 53 points, 25 goals. I mean, you look at this team, there's really only two players, I think, that are, are like truly dynamic offensive players, and that's Forsberg and Roman Yossi. Ryan O'Reilly's having a good year, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that there's 28, 30 other teams looking around the league going, man, I really wish I had Ryan O'Reilly on my roster right now. Maybe there is. I, I don't think it's that high. Nyquist, the same thing, having a great year, but I, I really don't think there's other teams that are envious of, of O'Reilly and Nyquist. Forsberg and Yossi would be snatched up in a second by any other team. Those are really the only two players that move the needle offensively. Other than that, yeah, Tommy Novak's having a, a, a decent season. Evangelista's is having a pretty good season for a rookie. Tomasino, I thought, was having a better season before they sent him down. You have some of these players where the potential is there, but for whatever reason, they're not they're not being consistently used and given the ice time to prove that they can be those players. And I just I just don't think that. I think they're ready to embrace the shift to being an offensive team. They just don't have the guys to be an offensive team right now. There's there's a lot of there's a handful of guys in Milwaukee like Kemmel and Svechkov that that give you a little bit of hope. But right now, this, they're just kind of they're a middle of the road team. They're they're stuck in in this big circle of mediocrity. Last question for me, and that is, can you help me understand what's going on with Tomasino? And, and when I say this, this is what I'm getting at. Last year, there were fans who were calling us complaining that, you know, I don't understand why he's in Milwaukee. I don't understand why he's not getting enough playing time. I don't understand what's going on with Tomasino. Okay, so this year he's down in Nashville, and there's still drama or issues or whatever. And according to everything Darren's talking about, he's producing when he's on the ice. But yet and still, there's some kind of something going on with some drama. He's not on the team again. Now he's doing something. Like, can you help me understand what is is it a is he clashing with coaches? Is he clashing with the organization? Is it something more simple than that? Like, well, what is happening here? Yeah, I mean that's that's also a great question. I wish I had an answer because I have the <laughs> details of this situation too. I huh. mean, it, it almost feels like Tomasino is to Andrew Brunette what Rocco Grimaldi was to John Hines, where he always talked about his play away from the puck was almost more important than his play with the puck. I, I don't understand that reasoning. You're, you're paying Tomasino to score goals. Therefore, when he has the puck, what he's doing with that puck should matter more than what he's not doing with it. And when they sent him down, he, was, he ranked fourth on the team in goals above expected. He was fifth in goals per 60, points per 60, and shots on goal per 60, and he was sixth in rebounds created. But he was 16th on the team in ice time. The fact that he was ranking in the top five in a lot of these offensive statistical categories with that little ice time, I think, was damn near impressive. And then you're going to send him down because you don't trust him late in the game. Like, sure, the game before he got sent down, he had a bad turnover in the defensive zone, and I think it led to a goal. Like, that's to be expected when you have a 22-year-old forward who you're playing 10 minutes per game. It sounds Honestly, like he's almost a healthy kind of scratch. In the NFL, they would call it, he's almost a healthy scratch then in that case. Yeah, he, he's the type of, of guy that needs to be playing. Like, look, he, he's, he's done really well playing with, like, Yakov Trenin and Michael McCarron, but Tomasino is the kind of guy – you're going to get the most out of him when he's playing with other offensively talented players. He needs to be in a top six role. And Andrew Burnett was saying he didn't trust putting him in that top six role. He didn't trust playing him late in games because there's some things with his system that he still wasn't grasping. And I think they sent him down to Milwaukee because they had about six or seven days before his waiver exemption expired. Therefore, if you look at it from that perspective, 
sure, it makes sense to do it now because you only had about a week before his waiver exemption expired. He would have to go through waivers and someone would claim him, just like Ellie Tolvanen. Send him to Milwaukee. You hope that that boosts his confidence. And I, and I agree, playing 20 minutes in Milwaukee is better than playing 10 in Nashville. But it wasn't like he got demoted because he was playing bad. He had limited ice time, and he was still driving offense and creating scoring chances, and he was still doing all the things you wanted to do. I, long story short, like I, just, I have no answer for this. I don't understand why he's in, he's in Milwaukee. I, I hope he comes back soon because I feel like he's someone who just needs a little bit of like someone to put an arm around and be like, hey, you're doing a good job. Like, you're, the, the goals are going to happen. I feel like he's, he's on the cusp of a breakthrough, and I, I feel like just more ice time in the NHL is what he needed. We'll see if, if and when he gets called back up you know, throughout the rest of the season, but I feel like he's someone that it's too early to give up on him because he is supremely talented. He's only 22, and we have seen flashes here and there, but yeah, there's to me there's no good reason for Tomasino not being on the NHL roster right now when you have guys like Dennis Gurianov and Kiefer Sherwood and Michael McCarron who contribute nothing offensively, but they're still on the roster. Yep. Uh, well, now they're going to hit the road for a while, so really kind of feels like a, it doesn't to me. I know I've, this has been batted around. I've seen it on social media, and I've talked to people. Like, this is a make-or-break road trip. I mean, to me, like, the body work is already telling us the story. Like, it's not going to change anything. But nonetheless, they are embarking on a long a long road trip. And, uh, look, if this play continues, it'll be very, very obvious where this season is headed. It, and who knows? Maybe life out on the road for this team could be a good thing. And it all starts in St. Louis tomorrow michael really appreciate the visit as always thanks for doing this and we'll talk soon yeah thanks for having me on guys i appreciate it michael gallagher covers uh the preds for nashville hockey now and on twitter x whatever you want to call it at mg sports underscores how you can follow michael we'll take a break we're wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved in the show 615-844-5600 that's 844 844- 5600 more of the McFarland show next year on WNSR. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. 
Time for another moment in black history. And today we spotlight sports legends like Frederick Fitz Pollard. In 1919, Frederick Pollard became one of the first African-Americans to play in the NFL. One year after making his debut, Fritz led his Akron pros to the first ever NFL championship. The following year, Pollard became a player coach with the same team and in effect became the first black head coach in the NFL. This moment in black history brought to you by Sylvester Armour and Armour Realty. As empty nesters, finding a real estate agent wasn't hard, but became difficult. A church member, my sorority sister, and my neighbor's son, all were agents. While playing golf, my husband met Sylvester, and our search ended. We were highly impressed by his knowledge of the Nashville real estate market, his 25 years of experience in hundreds of properties sold. Call Sylvester Armour with Armour Realty at 615-485-9211 or armorrealtors.com. That's 615-485-9211. It's a Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. Today's going to be mostly cloudy with scattered showers, high 64. Widespread showers steaming, becoming isolated and ending overnight, the low 28. Some sunshine, but notably chillier for Saturday, the high 38. Utilizing the resources of the Motherwell Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. If you want to get in touch with us, you can also go to our YouTube page, WNSR Live, in the search tab, and you can uh, talk to us. You can also tweet at us. We've got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. coming in. Obviously, you want to talk. Darren and Justin here with you on this Friday afternoon. Live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside Kevin in Florida. I'll read his text here in a minute because I agree with him wholeheartedly. And I think we we need to talk about his text because I have some strong feelings about it. Uh, let's But first, let's go to Columbia. Let's bring in Nate. Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Glad to hear that you're feeling better, Darren. Well, I'm trying, man. I'm plugging along. Hopefully uh, things will be better next week. As long as, you know, you keep getting better and you don't take a dip. That's all that matters. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, keep I progressing. Don't know, I don't know what's been happening the past couple of days with some of the callers that have been calling in, but, man, yeah, just, I don't know. Um, with the Preds, I, I just, I, I don't like what I'm hearing around town because I think a lot of the – personalities around town are more fans than media because i keep hearing oh you can't trade sorrows no you can't do that and i'm like yes you can like yes you can the only assets that you have that is you know tradable to get you know something that barry trotz probably wants because we know for a fact that he will not draft in the top 
five or ten in the draft when um, at the end of the season if it's not due to a trade. I mean, he's just not going to tank. And you don't, you don't necessarily have to tank, but you, he, he just won't, he just won't do, I, I just don't feel like he does what it, it needs to be ta- done to draft really high. I get it. And you're well, not that's why, Nate, that- last night after the first period, I said, look, don't be mad. I tweeted out, don't be mad, fans. Like, this is good. Like, every, everything, I'm not saying you should root against the Predators winning. You know, like that's that's not what I'm saying. But if this is going to happen, it's not a bad thing because to me, it's going to force Barry Trotz. It's going to force him to sell, and they need to sell. Okay, and I think, and I've been saying it for weeks. If you get a fair offer, if you get something that you guys can live with and you feel like is good, then you take it for UC Searles and you move on because you have that guy called a scar off in the pipeline. Yeah, and. I am not mad at the result at all last night. I just, and, you know, full disclosure, we gave our tickets up last night, and I'm very glad that we did. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Um, I am not at all mad about the result last night. I I fully endorse that result to continue throughout the rest of the season. I just don't think Barry will do what is necessary, unless, like you said, Darren, he's forced to, to um, get – a high draft pick or something like that. And, and you're not, like I said before, you're not going to get the players that you want unless you draft, you know, near the top of the draft. So I don't know. I, I am going to at least give it through the off season because we, uh, you know, it's, was it Barry's first year, I think, right? As the GM, he had mm-hmm. his, yes. I guess, first quote unquote off season last season or last off season, but it really wasn't him fully. Um, so I'm going to give it to him throughout, you know, the end of the off season. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just frustrated where they're at because I don't like you. We were discussing the other day. I don't see them getting out of the middle anytime soon. That's five years. So. Well, there's a way to get out of the middle, but we, and we'll talk. Nate, thank <laughs> you. Have a great guys. weekend. Man. Thank you, Nate. You oh, we'll come back. We'll wrap up the first hour of the McFarland Show next year on WNSR. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
your doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. It's the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland. And Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. All throughout their coaches, whether it's exotic smash, mouth, whoever you want to plug in here, down to the coordinators, was run the ball and stop the run. That's what the Titans have been about. The new head coach said something very, very different. DJ Damon, one more time. The, the teams that, that win the most games are generally the teams that pass the ball the best. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. <laughs> You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Back here on The McFarland Show. 615-844-5600. It's, there's a way to get out of middle ground. Look, and they are there. I, I've been saying this for a while. Like we, this, is, look, we, this is the same stuff we've been watching for four plus years. They, they are unfortunately in no man's land. Middle ground. It, it's just it stinks to be there because it's okay to be there, but after a while, nobody's going to put up with it. Any, you know what I mean? If you keep doing it year after year, the fan base won't put up with it. The media they won't put up with it because if it's just looking exact same and it's middle ground where you you don't the it's easy when the wheels fall off, right? Because you know, yeah. like it's completely that it's horrible. It's a horrible product. It's another thing whenever you're really, really good, but in the middle, it's it's hard because your your feelings are going back and forth from night to night, game to game, month to month, week to week, because they're gonna have good patches, yeah, they're gonna have bad patches, yeah, and then they're just gonna be it's win one, season. lose one, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. And it's just like it's like beating your head against the wall, right? Yeah. And then you're coming down to the final weeks every season, it's like, oh, you know, they need to win. Three out of the last five. Yeah. And get, it's like, after a while, it's like, okay, we got it. Been yeah. there, done it. Yeah. Like, either figure out, a, you need to figure out a way, which probably means, and I, I think about this because it's a promo that we run a lot. And, you know, when we were talking about the Titans, I think about this a lot because I've never been a real proponent of it because 
I've always said it's easier said than done for people to say, burn it down to the studs. <laughs> you know, I always laugh when we play that promo <laughs> because there's a lot of truth in it. But again, it's easier said than done because guess what? We don't own the team. No, we don't. And whenever you burn it down to the studs, you as get a you rebuild say, the thing. And you rebuild it. A lot of people, a lot of people, not all, but there's a big, there's a portion of your fan base that are going to be like, that's cool. I applaud your move. I'll let me know whenever you're good again. I'll come back. Yeah. And that's not good for business. No. No. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. Let us know when you're good again and then we'll be back. I promise you. Well, so you're just going to take two years off? Well. That's not a good business model. You know what I mean? So I understand that part of it. Yeah. Well. But that may be sometimes it's the best way to get good again. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot there. So we'll we'll take a break and we'll come back to the other side. We'll start the second hour with this discussion. You can get involved in the show as well. Hour number one of the books here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. special report from ABC News, Trump's civil fraud judgment. I'm Michelle Franzen. A New York judge handing down a decision in the civil fraud case involving former President Trump's family business. That ruling from Judge Arthur Ngoran orders Trump and his companies to pay nearly $355 million for fraudulent business practices. ABC's John Santucci. It also appears that Donald Trump's two eldest sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, who are running the company, while their father was in the White House, both boys on the hook for $4 million apiece. The judge also banned Trump from the New York real estate business for three years. Here's ABC's Aaron Katursky with more. This is not ruinous for former President Trump, but it is incredibly punishing because he, his children, executives at his company have been held liable for a decade's worth of business fraud. The Trump Organization calls the ruling a gross miscarriage of justice. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WN. SR Nashville Sports Radio. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. <laughs> he had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. 
Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number, 859-9599, 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599, 859 9599 You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Why do you that? Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show rolling along. We'll check in with Pat Sperduto. Here in about 20 minutes or so. He was in the Chiefs parade. And um, we'll congratulate him on another Super Bowl victory. Of course, he's the head of uh, scouting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Been with the organization for a long time. And uh, a lot of times when you see some of the local flavor on the Chiefs roster, whether it's from UT or MTSU or what have you, some kids from the Middle Tennessee area, um, a lot of times Pat has a big part in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fantastic. Been talking a lot about the Predators this week, mm-hmm. uh, and more importantly, last night, where yeah. the Wills just fell off. By the way, we didn't even bring this up with Michael Gallagher. They were outshot in the first period. I think it was 18-1. to 1. Jeez, That was really? the shot totals really? after the first period. Man. 18-1. to 1. Oh, They were down, down 4 nothing. Brutal. So they just got housed. Last night in their own house, it was the worst mm-hmm. home loss in since uh, in their existence. Worst home loss, and so things are not going well. And Kevin in Florida, I've been I want to mm-hmm. read this, and he said the Predators. This is on our text line. The Predators just don't have great players. Period. Can't blame the coach when your best player on the team is Forsberg. You're not winning playoff series or getting to the Stanley Cup. Nothing against Forsberg, but when he's all you got. You're not winning much, Kevin in Florida. Now, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I agree with Kevin wholeheartedly. And it's very clear in professional sports today. And I don't know. I think it's it's always been this way. I get it. I'm stating the obvious. But we're just seeing it more and more. Like, you, you have to have... I think it, it irritates me, and you've heard me talk about this, Justin. Mm-hmm. 25 years in this market with professional sports. Like, we deserve, this. these fan bases deserve, Nashville is a cool city, man. It is an it city. It may be the coolest city in the United States. Yeah, we're a little biased, but there's a, there's a lot of people that believe that. I like it here. Okay? It's a hip city. It's a place people want to go. It's a destination place. And we deserve to have some star power because we already have star power in this market 
it just isn't really in the sports world. It's more in the music world, right? There's a lot of really, really famous people that live in Nashville. Yeah, all the time. But this market has never really had the superstar. Star power is one thing. I'm talking about superstar. Yeah. Why can't this market get superstars? Because, quite honestly, in sports, if you don't have superstars or the superstar, you're just not going to win to any great level. Why can't Nashville, why hasn't Nashville had a Nathan McKinnon, a Connor McDavid, an Austin Matthews, an Ovechkin, a Sidney Crosby? Mm. Those are all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, top of the heap, guys. Yeah. And I and I'm leaving. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stopping here. You you get my point. Three or four of those guys, first ballot Hall of Famers. As soon as they stop skating, like they go straight to, to Toronto. And minus the two guys in Canada, McDavid and Matthews. All those guys have won a cup or cups or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's no secret. Kucherov is a star. Marshan is a star. Yeah. Uh, Pasternak is a superstar. These are rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have those cats, it's can you win? Yeah, you can win. Yeah. But isn't it a lot harder to climb that hill without those guys? Yes, it is. It just is. It's no different in football, and it's no different in hockey. And neither the Titans have we had really, really, really Good players, yes, in this market, absolutely, yes. Several. Have we had first ballot Hall of Famers or no. future Hall of Famers in this market? No, no, no. And that stinks, and it's starting to really bother me. Derek because, Henry might get there, yeah, but even he is a might. He's not a he's no. Not, he's not a no doubt, look, no question. We love Derek Henry, yeah. Okay, and I don't want this to, go. but when I. When I when I am using these type of examples, Derrick Henry needs to look like Barry Sanders, and he doesn't. Okay, he you, doesn't. you see what I mean? Like Barry Sanders is the electric; you couldn't take your eyes off him. Yeah, that that's what I'm getting at. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about just different ilk, right? Yeah, people yeah. in a different stratosphere. Yeah, and we've never had that in this market. No, and we need to. It's a great market. And it's now 25 years. And unfortunately, Justin, the Titans have had a couple of opportunities because they have had the number one pick. They traded out of it. Yeah. They've had the number three pick a couple of times. Yeah. They've had the number two pick. So they've had opportunities to grab those type of players. As in, that's, you know what I'm saying? That draft position. I'm not talking about the class. Yeah. I'm talking about that draft I was position say, it didn't, yeah. is where you get those players, especially in hockey. And unfortunately for them, the Predators have not. They're always drafting in the middle. Yeah. And in the middle, it's hard yeah, to, to get come across those guys. Those guys. Yeah. All those guys I named are the first pick in the draft. 
the second pick in the, their top three picks in the draft. It sounds like NHL, and you've explained this to me already, but the NHL scouting it's unbelievable. Is, is very different than the NFL. It sounds like there are very few busts towards the top of the draft. Does it happen? Yes. Of course it happens. I said very few. It, it's far less than what we see in the other professional sports. It's rare to see the Tom Brady guy in the NHL, right? Yeah. Like, it, like how many rounds even in the NHL these days? Seven. Seven rounds, okay. Mm-hmm. It's the same as the NFL. Same as the NFL, okay. So the fact that, so the thought that a seventh round draft pick could turn out to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in the NHL seems almost impossible. Well, it, it's just, yeah, it's just, you just don't see it. And, and Tom Brady was the sixth round. Most, all the superstars mm. in the league are all First pick in the draft, second second pick in the draft. They were all at yeah. the very very not just first round, first top pick yeah. in the draft. Right, first, you know, first five picks. Sidney Crosby, Mark Andre Fleury, you know those guys, McDavid, mm-hmm. McKinnon, all those guys. They're the first pick in the draft. That's how you get the. And what do you think the Blackhawks are doing? Which is why I told you a year ago. Yeah, they are tanking. Yeah, for Bedard. Yeah, they decided, now we'll no. see what he you know turns sure, out to be. Sure, sure. But that's how you get those guys. And I'm starting to change my tune and say, well, you know, this, the way they've gone about it, and they've been competitive, and that's a good thing, right? Because they're never in the – the Predators are not a toilet team. No. Ever. They make like, the they're playoffs always most good, of the right? time, actually. They're good. <laughs> they're just not great. No. So after 25 years, maybe it's time to start thinking about, hey – how about we step it up a notch to great and to be great? Uh, you can't do it through free agency. You have uh, to you have to draft the guy. You might have to stink for a while. You got to draft the greatness. I mean, and that's tough. And to bring up your example about about the Titans uh, quickly, um, it, the Titans when they did draft in those high positions, uh, you know, and, and they took who they took. They didn't miss. Per se, it's just that none of the guys who were there ended up being Agreed. the guy. It wasn't so, the right draft class. It, you know, they picked Marcus Mariota. Well, the guy who went before him was James, James Winston. Winston. It's not like, oh, no. they missed out if they had just drafted James Winston. Winston. Oh, no. Oh. The Titans drafted Vince Young. The other two guys were Jay Cutler and Matt Leinart. Neither one of those it guys ended up being, cards, that you know, draft class. Yeah. you know, it, it, I think Andy Dalton ended up being probably the best of that class, if, if memory serves. But you know, it, it's you know, it, Jake Locker was the same way. Cam Newton was number one in that draft, and he ended up being a very good player. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to you know say he's in Canton at any point, but a very good player. But got he, a team he was to a Super it. Bowl. He was worth. Yeah. It. Yeah. He was, but. They MVP weren't number of the one. league, went yeah. to the Super Bowl. They weren't number one. They picked, I believe, the second quarterback overall in that draft was Jake Locker. And, uh, yeah. He and went, it, what, eighth, I think? Eighth, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's top ten pick. And, and, yeah. So it's it's just one of the, for them in those situations, the generational talent was not there it wasn't at, at the, the right position yeah. Yeah. that they needed it to be. Yep. Fair point. Uh, let's go to Tony in Nolensville. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Tony. Aaron, I'm glad you're feeling better. Sounds good. No, oh, good. So, Thanks. And Justin, I was hoping to meet you this morning at Pogies. I'm send-off. sorry, Tony. Got caught up with other things. I apologize. And sir. I'm sure you did, but uh, I was hoping to 
to get out there and, and see you. And, uh, well, I mean, I will say it was a good turnout, a lot of, a lot of good names to it. So, um, but, uh, guys, you know, I've just seen coming across the news a while ago. Have y'all heard about this story on the young man at LSU, a running back who's now got his life? He had a promising future, and now they, he's been arrested on three felony charges, one of them being attempted murder, and was a freshman running back at LSU. You, you really get tired and feel for these young men who get themselves in these positions to uh, to get caught up in some of these messes like that. And I hope uh, I hope he can get his uh, get his stuff straightened out because he had such a promising future. Uh, he was one of the top running backs coming out of the country last year, but that's happened down at LSU here last week or two. But I think they arrested him yesterday. Uh, Darren Vanderbilt has already hit three home runs today. Vanderbilt is kicked off. College baseball season is underway. Vanderbilt's at home. Who are they taking on? Florida Atlantic? Florida Atlantic. And Jack Bolger hit the first pitch of the season out of the park. Hmm. First pitch. And uh, so uh, they're up, I think, 8-5 to right now, maybe. I think it's 8-5. to was 7-5 to or 7-4. to But, uh, they have, uh, for a day when the air is cold and the air sticks, they've, they've put some ball out the park pretty good. So I was glad to see it. I'm at home watching it. I am not there today. But um, another thing I wanted to ask you guys, I saw in the paper where a lot of NCAA schools are on the sidelines waiting to see what transpires with this lawsuit with Tennessee and Virginia and NCAA. Would y'all think more schools would want to jump in on that and piggyback off of them and try to uh, really go after the NCAA? Wouldn't that? What do y'all think they're sitting back waiting for them to be the front runner to tackle the NCAA? Well, because they didn't have the NCAA, you know, wag their hand finger at them and tell them you've been bad and we're going to punish you. And so they're just going to sit back and wait and watch. I mean, the NCAA, remember, came after Tennessee. It came right. after Virginia. It came after Florida State. So, you know, I mean, they're just going to sit. Well, what, what do they? Why do they need to jump in now? Why, why wouldn't you just wait and see what happens? Because I here's the do. deal. They lose if this, if this thing goes in their favor. Everybody knows what that means. Tony, I'm so glad you brought this up. Let me, let me read you something, my friend. This is coming from Reuters. You've heard of Reuters, Tony, the news organization? This comes from January the 18th, Tony. The United States Department of Justice and several more states have joined a lawsuit challenging restrictions at the National Collegiate Athletic Association and some of the restrictions they have on the eligibility for competitive sports when transferring to a new school. The U.S. government, so the federal government, Tony, along with several states like Ohio, New York, Illinois, North Carolina, who originally filed the lawsuit in December in a federal court. So I said that, Tony, and I read that directly from the Reuters website to point out that it is not just Tennessee 
who is taking the NCAA to court. It is already several other states, including so the federal government. Others. Yes, sir. There are already others. Tennessee, so. it's, and, and, and real quick, Tony, it is played like Tennessee is a pioneer in this, and they're the first ones that, no, 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 no. And I understand why that's out there. I get it. I get it. But it's just not the case, Tony. I'm reading that from January the 18th. Okay, this has been going on well, a little bit. I would bit. think there would be others. I mean, this is, you know, the feud has been going on for years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been going on for years. And, and now it's really coming to a head, I mean, Agreed. to total lawsuits on this. So, yep. And uh, uh, what I do find interesting today, the Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac-12, Two, whatever you want to call them, they uh, they cut ties with their so-called commissioner. So I don't know if they're still involved in any of these uh, actions against the NCAA. But uh, I yeah. did find that interesting. But Tony, you're, you thank know, you for the like call. Say this has been going on. Yeah, no yes, doubt. And and it's something though. Hey, hey, Vander- guys, Vanderbilt's up eight weekend. four. Vanderbilt's up eight four in the seventh. There you go. All right. Hey, Have a good weekend, yep, guys. You Thank you, Take Tony. Care. Thank you, sir. Vandy's up 8-4 on Florida Atlantic in the top of the seventh. LSU's losing 4-3 right now in the bottom of third. Kentucky's up 4-2 on South Carolina Upstate. We'll get you updated on that. But we're going to check in with Pat Sperduto in Kansas City, and we will do that next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back, and they're coming in hot, starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at F&M Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville, and that will be honoring our military. Single-game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. 
Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6th to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Indeed you are. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio on this Friday afternoon. Let's talk to a winner. Let's go to KC. Pat Sperduto was on the line with us. He is the head of scouting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Been with the organization for a long time, and he now joins us. Pat, congratulations on yet again another Super Bowl victory. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, and, uh, you know, a lot of people involved, you know that, and so we're, we're very fortunate. You know, we, we just get some bounces and uh, got a nice run going, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can do better next year too. What's it like knowing what you're going to be doing in, like, the second week of February every year? You know? What's that like? <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. We, no? we, you know, we got hot at the right time, and uh, you know, our, our guys really, the coaches did such a great job of kind of keeping the ship, you know, straight, and and everybody kind of followed suit. So really, uh, so much credit goes to those guys, the coaches and the players. That you know, we were nine and six at one point, and people thought, okay, well, you know, they're done. And uh, especially what the Christmas the night did, game, right, against the Raiders? Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was a bad one, and uh, we bumbled around there. And but Coach Reed and, and the staff, Spags and Matt Nagy, and, and you know Dave Tobe, the coordinators, did such a good job. Like I said, and then the players all bought in. They knew, you know, all we got to do is stay the course, and and uh, and they did. And and we had different guys rise to the occasion. You know, when the number was called, and, and they all deserve the credit. You know. Spagnola, tell give us a little insight on him. I mean this this cat's now won four Super Bowls as a coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, Spags is a he's unique in a lot of ways. The way he approaches it, and you know he he's such a, a stickler for details, and he does such a good job of 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 playing guys at at things that they do best. And, uh, you know, he, he tries to keep them away from the things that they struggle with. So, you know, he, he'll, he'll adjust his defense to, 
they're letting guys play the things that they're most comfortable at and doing things that they're best at and uh, and tries to eliminate opportunities for other teams to put those guys in bad positions. And and uh, that whole defensive staff, they have so much energy. Our, our D-line coach, Joe Cullen, is phenomenal with our, our D-line and, and Dave Merritt and and Donald Alessio in the secondary, and then Brendan Daly with the linebackers. All, 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 they're really good football coaches. They're really good teachers, and that's really what coaching is, is teaching. And, and Spags is a, an exceptional teacher, and um, like I said, he, he does such a good job with the players and makes them understand and tries to cover every every possible scenario and adjustment and change. So really proud of him and, and proud of that staff and, and the players all rise to the occasion and they deserve a ton of credit too. You've been uh, with the organization for a long time. You've known Andy Reed for a long time. You've been in that position uh, before as a head coach here and you, you understand the dynamic between head coach and players. I thought Andy Reed did, you know, what I expected him to do. He downplayed it and uh, didn't make a big to do about it. I know what Travis Kelsey has said since then, and we know what Andy Reid said right afterwards. But what what is that dynamic like? Uh, I don't know if you've ever had anything like that. That's kind of a, you don't see that very often. But look, you know Kelsey's a fiery, competitive guy. I thought he was out of line. Like you can't do that, especially on that stage. And uh, I thought it was interesting what he said. Andy Reid said to him, like, "Hey, bro, like I got a million cameras on me. Like don't do that. Like everybody's watching me. Okay." <laughs> Like you can't do this. Yeah. But uh, it, it, what was that it, like? It's really, like a, it's a father son relationship. Yeah. Most of these guys look at, at Andy as a dad, you know, and they, uh, you know, you get emotional. My, you know, my kids get emotional with me, and, <laughs> and you know, it's and I think that's part of it. And and they don't, you know, they don't let the emotions extend past the moment. And they say, okay, that's a moment. We're going to move forward, and we're going to. I'm going to get you back on track and, and I got you. And, and that's really, uh, the good part is, you know, Travis is, Travis is super emotional. It's, he's very passionate about the game and that's really the, 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 you know, continuum amongst all the players. They love the game so much and they're so passionate about being the best possible player they can be. And Andy wants them to be emotional and wants them to be passionate about what they're doing. And, um, he doesn't stifle their, their, you know the, their opinions or their their thoughts. He wants to hear them, and he takes it into consideration. So, uh, I think you know that that's part of the emotions of the game. I don't, I, you know, by no means is it okay. But the other side of it is Andy understands that, you know, Travis is a big part of it, and and he knows that you know sometimes he's got to keep his emotions in check, and and that's why he'll cool him down and and he'll he'll talk to him and tell him you know so it, it it's a it's a great dynamic but it, the credit goes to coach cuz he doesn't let that stuff you know he doesn't let it get out of hand in any way shape or form and and you know he knows that it's all comes with the emotion of of being in in a in a super bowl yeah. you know how about some of the the local kids that are on the chiefs roster whether they were playing in the game or they weren't playing in the game i think you had you have what three MTSU Blue Raiders on your roster? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Trey Smith. Uh, talk about some of the kids that people in this area would recognize them from their playing days in college that are on the Chiefs' roster. Well, Trey is Trey is is a special person. Let me start by saying that he's a, he is not just a um, 
he's not just a great football player. He's a special human being that's going to do great things past football. I'm telling you that right now. Trey Smith is going to be something. He's going to make a difference in the world. You know, it won't just be football. He'll have a great career, obviously, and he's you know he's got a couple Super Bowls now. But Trey will uh, Trey will do great things in this world past football. I promise you that he's that type of guy. That that family is special. They're just you know from over in Jackson, and and uh, I I I I couldn't say enough things about the human being Trey Smith, and uh, I'm so grateful to have you know have been around him and. And uh, and then Richie James w- was a great pickup for us, and and he's been uh, a stabilizing force in the receiver room, which which says so much about him. You know, he was uh, he had a really good career at MTSU, and then you know had he was with the Niners and then the Giants, and we signed him as a free agent in the off season, and he got hurt, and and like I said, his boost back into the lineup was huge for us, and. And uh, we love Richie. He's, he he did a great job for us. He's he's a, another guy. He just loves the game so much, and you can see it in his practice habits and in his you know his the way he goes about it. It's it's pretty cool. And then uh, I'd say Gathings is a is a tight end for us that's on our practice squad, and we're trying to develop him a little bit. And then uh, Darius Harris was a guy we had for a few years and signed somewhere else as a free agent, and then got released, and we picked him back up and. And he uh, he played a bunch of games down the stretch for us, and, and did a nice job on special teams, and was prepared to you know get some reps at, at linebacker when we needed him, you know when we when we'd have an injury or two. So those guys were all big contributors, you know. Everybody's everybody's contribution, whether it was one game or five games or or twenty games, it, it's. Uh, it, it all goes into to one big pot, and unfortunately, it got us to to Vegas, and and then got us a a chance to hold the, the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, I'm sorry, Coach. You forgot a word. You mean hold it again? You forgot again, Coach. Yeah. Hold, um, hold it again. <laughs> again. Yeah. Thank you, sir. There you go. Um, I've been asking, we've had on some of the local media from uh, in Kansas City on the show in recent weeks, and uh, I've been asking them a question I'm going to ask you. Do you ever, and I, I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough to, to know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you ever take time to think about how rare what you're in the middle of is? And, and you know exactly what I'm saying. This is the NFL, sir. It is not made for teams to no. dominate uh, to dominate like this in this way. And you're in the middle of, and I'm going to say it, a historic type of thing that is happening there. And you're a football guy through and through. Do you ever pinch yourself, look in the mirror, wipe your face, go, what in the world are we in the middle of? This is yeah. very rare air, sir. Yeah, and you really don't like. We're right in the middle of draft meetings. You know, <laughs> the, the, the positives of going to the Super Bowl are what they are, but the negatives are you feel like you're behind. And yeah, you know, I stepped out of our meeting so I can I can make this call to you guys real quick. And and um, you know, you're just getting ready for the next you know for the combine right now, and then then we'll get ready to do some pro days around the country, and then we'll come back and have our draft meetings, and then get ready to draft, and then. You know, get ready for OTAs, and then you know, get ready for training camp, and it's a, it's you know, it's just a cycle, and you stay in, on the cycle, and you know, the one 
blessing is when you know when when you when we did win it. And, you know, I, I it's funny because I say this all the time. I, I walk on the field after the game and the confetti's flying, and I'm I'm more uh, I'm more excited about looking around at, at, at other people on the field and their reactions and their their joy, and it makes me feel better to see you know Trey Smith come walking up to me and give me a hug or. You know some of the some of the people that have been here for twenty years, and 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 you know it's it's finally their their time, and I, I just uh, I get more excited seeing the other people's reactions and and knowing that hey it's it's such a relief and they they deserve it for for all the time and effort they put in and and uh, finally they get to taste the fruit of of of, uh, of of a pretty pretty cool thing you know so I'm I'm grateful and. I'm grateful to be a part of it, a small part of it, and I'm uh, and I'm very lucky and fortunate that I have great people I'm working with and great people around me. So I feel uh, I feel pretty fortunate, like I said. All right, Coach. I, I you know I, I don't I don't want to do it, but you know this is part of the part of the thing here, and, and that is we have to talk about unfortunately what happened uh, shortly after the parade ended, where uh, uh, the tragedy took place, Coach, and. Um, I know that the Chiefs have been, uh, and the NFL in general, and the whole whole community has been outpouring with support and all of that. Um, but I, I have to ask, how do you how do you begin to frame what happened? We've we've heard about everything. I know you were close by. I'm just talking about how are you processing this? How do you think about this? How how do you begin to to put the pieces back together of what happened? Well, it was, you know, as it, you know, the, the, the celebration had just, just finished. And, uh, so I was trying to get, you know, we were going back to the buses that were going to take us back to the stadium so we could, you know, all head home and, uh, to me, a hotel. But, um, you know, so we were just starting to walk towards the buses and then it was, it was a little bit helter skelter, obviously. The, 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 police department in kansas city did such a great job you saw them all running around and and the first thought as soon as i heard that something had gone on i just instantly uh you know we started texting each other just for you know let's get uh let's get accountability on on our department so we you know immediately started texting each other saying hey you you got because there was a ton of kids there and a bunch of our staff have kids and that's the first thing i thought of you know i i text uh mike bradway because i was on one of the first buses and watching the uh you know i knew a bunch of the people that i that were in my department were coming on with their families so i knew those those guys were accountable were accounted for so i wasn't as concerned about them because i knew that they were accounted for but the people that weren't on my bus were the people that i texted like brett beach and rgm and Mike Bradway, our, our director of player personnel, and and um, Willie Davis, uh, one of our our pro department. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that they had their families accounted for and they were all safe. And if they needed me to go back out and look for them, I was going to head back out and look for them. But as soon as I got responses, I knew everybody was from our department was okay. Um, then the next thing was just kind of it was it, it, you know it says so much about our organization that everybody just instantly started to find accountability for their group to make sure that they were safe um the the obviously the heartbreaking uh, part of it is you you have a, a celebration that, that turns into a little bit of a, of a nightmare in the sense of 
you know, somebody somebody who is an unbelievable person, according to all reports, loses their life at, at something that, that should have been just a, a joyful moment for everybody. And uh, how many kids were involved in it just, just, you know, eats away at me, you know. And, you know, they're so innocent and fragile and for that to be for that to be a part of it just just kills me it really it hurts and uh but to to the chief's credit they had we had counselors on staff mm. uh yes all day yesterday and then we also have you know our, our our front office the people upstairs did did a really good job of saying hey you know you process it however you have to and we'll adjust to, to you don't worry about it if you can't come in or you don't want to come in tomorrow don't worry about it and and uh, you know, get don't be afraid to ask for help. We're here to help each other. So it's uh, it says a lot about the organization and and how uh, how we, we were all there to kind of hold each other up, make each other you know make each other feel a little bit better, a little bit safer. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's it kind of a societal issue as much as it is a uh, you know a, an issue of Kansas City. It's it's you know we have you know we had just bad actors you know, making bad decisions and doing bad things. And, and uh, you know, shout out, like I said, to the first responders who were all over the place, and they were really good at securing everybody and making sure people were safe, not just the Kansas City Chiefs people, but the people in the crowd as well. And and uh, I, could never, I could never say thank you enough to them. Well, we're glad uh, you're okay and your staff and everybody's okay and, you guys, no uh, question. you know, you're right back to work <laughs> in meetings. And Appreciate it. It'll be the combines, and then, you know, just ready for another yep, before season. Before you know it. Yep. Pat, thanks yep. for doing you're this as always. Thank yep. you, sir. Thank you. You guys are safe. Any, anything you need, reach out. Have a great weekend. That's Pat Sperduto all right. in Kansas City. Uh, good stuff from him. They, they're literally in meetings. They've been meetings all day. Oh, yeah. And yesterday. I know. Like, they're working. They're working yeah. all the way up until the combine. Yeah, because well, next season is is upon. Well, to be honest, they've already turned the page. This is their season. Yeah, for heard. them and their department, mm-hmm. what they're doing over the next six weeks or so, and this goes for every front office in football. That you know, whatever's going to happen in September is going to be decided over the next eight weeks or so. Um, you know, by the time we get to May, it's done. The largely they do whatever it's going to do. But as far as the changing of your team, if that's what you want. The next eight weeks are critical to what's going to happen next year. You know, so we'll, we'll, yeah, this is when you put the cake in the oven coming up here in a few. Yep. All right. We'll take a break. Come back uh, wide open the rest of the hour. If you'd like to get in touch with us, 615 844 5600 is the phone line and the text line. More of the McFarland Show on WNSR. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. 
Star Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville Double Stack or the world-famous Bar Lines Grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the Bar Lines Grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at Bar Lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. 615-844-5600. Phone line and text line. Wide open. You want to get involved. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Doug. Text line's been busy. It's been busy. Doug on our text line says, The president in a situation of new GM, new coach, and a rebuild. Well, I don't. I don't really know. We don't know if they're in a rebuild yet. Yet. The next three weeks, by the way, the trade deadline is three weeks from today. Yeah. The next three weeks are going to dictate a lot. The Titans are in the same similar place. This is from Doug on the text line. Titans are going to probably unload a few players, Preds as well. Which organization is going to bounce back to the playoffs 
first. So here's here's my yeah, here's my yeah, answer yeah. to ahead. Doug's question. Go ahead. I think again, as we've discussed on the show many, many, many times now, mm-hmm. I think we're past the point of playoffs. Yep, the playoffs is really like it's cool, but it's not anymore. Like we're we're past the we're no longer in the honeymoon phase. Okay, no. we're not in the. We're now in the 25-year marriage. And if anybody out there listening is in the 25-year marriage, you know what we're talking about. Think about when you first started dating. Yep. Think about when you first got married. And then think about where you are today. Do you still love? Of yes. course. Yes. Is it the same? No, it's not. Did Valentine's Day, is it the same 25 years later as it was when you were in the honeymoon phase? No. Probably not. It's, it's, it's just not. Okay, that's just that's just natural. So playoffs, that's cool. Do we still love it? Yes. Yes. Still oh, love yeah. you. Oh, yeah. But does it feel the same as nineteen ninety nine playoffs or in the Preds case, twenty seventeen playoffs? No, it's not. So play is playoffs the goal anymore to me? No. And to you? No. It's not. No. It's about building who's it's the race to the parade. Okay? That's where we are in this market. The race to the parade. Who's going to get the parade on Broadway first? It's time for someone to win it all. It's time someone to be crowned champ in this market. Mm-hmm. To me, that's where this fan base is at. It's no longer about getting to the playoffs. It's about being contenders. Yeah. It's about putting a roster together that everybody looks around and says, you know what? I think this team can win it all. And you know the last time we had that feeling? For who? Well. (laughs) Clarify now. The Predators was the year after they went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Won the President's Cup. Okay, so but so because we weren't really yeah. thinking about that during that playoff run. No, they were the last in, and they got on a magical run. Yeah, but the next year they followed it up. They were the best team in hockey by far, yeah. and everybody's like, "Oh, this, so they're going to right the wrong. They're gonna, you know, they're going to so we going to get back, and they're going to win it this so we time." We thought out in the second round, Mercy. game seven. Mercy, say the Titans, the last go around, right? Yeah, the, the Bengals, last run. Yeah. They were the number one seed. Yep. Home field advantage throughout. Yep, everybody healthy. And, yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry's back. And it's like, nope. Out. So, we haven't had that much. Let's be honest. No. That, that hasn't been. That's where this market needs to get to. And that's why I said I think I'm starting to change. I'm, I'm changing. Because I, it's like I know what happens whenever you we tear it down, as you said, tear it down to the studs. What yeah. happens is you endure some really rough and painful times as a fan. Mm-hmm. It's not do. fun. No. It's not fun at all. And you don't think but, your team is ever going to win. It's going to be terrible. They always are terrible. But you go through it with the hope yeah. that tearing it down to the studs results in building it into a powerhouse where we are all going around, or we are on the show going, you know what? Mm-hmm. Justin, I think this team yeah, I think this team can win it. They can do it. I think this team may not only are they be good, good enough to win it all. Not only are they good, they have depth. Yeah. 
They've got other guys off the bench they got this who come this in and this. do it, and you know you feel good about everybody almost everywhere. And you know, or 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 their superstars have help. Yeah, or you've got the superstar. You've got Patrick Mahomes on your team, or you've got you know one of those guys who you think is uh, going to give you the possibility to carry you. And, and here's the and, and Darren, here's the here's the good question, and and this is the question that we haven't. And I'm going to put this out there and talking about the Titans in particular. When Steve McNair was in his prime and, and listen to me, everyone, there's not a lot of people on the radio in this town that can talk about this. There's a reason why you need to listen to, to me and Darren. Okay. Cause, cause you know, there's some other people who have no idea what we're talking about. And Darren knows too. There was a period, Darren, when Steve McNair was playing, you felt like the Titans could win every single game they played. Why? Because they had number nine. Number nine had, the, at least I felt this way, had the possibility to carry the team or do something that was going to put the team in position to win every game. Now, it doesn't mean they were going to go out there and go 16-0. and It just meant they had the possibility to win every single game because they had one of the elite quarterbacks at the time in all of football playing for them. They haven't had that guy, and that includes the guy who's leaving, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill never gave me the feeling that the Titans are going to have the possibility to win every single game they play because number 17 is back there. Mm -mm. No, no. He just gave them the best chance to win. He gave them the best chance to win, but even Vince Young at his prime, no. Marcus Mariota, Uh, very good. Vince Young, his rookie year. You felt like every time he walked out on the field, they were going to win. You felt When they got going. But... But that, how long did that last? It didn't last long. It didn't last long. It's, See, there, there's it's one, almost laughable to it, say that, what, but it's true, though. Steve McNair had years like yeah, that. Like, yeah. it wasn't like a couple of games here and there yeah. where he was on the streak where it was, you know, it was unbelievable. No, there were several years. You know what we Clara. need, though, Justin? Yeah. We need one of those guys where that's his career, what we say. Yeah. We need one of those guys in this market where their entire career, we say, you know what? Because either the Titans or the Preds or have the that guy, they're in it every year because they have that guy. They have that guy. They have that guy. And, you know, and we've missed that guy walking around the, the, the city for a long time now. Um, but since that, that Superman has not been in the building mm-hmm. down here for that, there's been a lot of guys who try really hard and play with character and integrity and do great things and are very, very good. And we build statues and put up banners and do all kinds of cool things. And we should, and we should continue to do those things. But that guy, guy who's going to carry this franchise for generations to come and to be a generational player, the opportunity here is wide open. For that to happen. And it just hasn't happened yet. Is Will Levis that guy? I don't know. But I know this. We're more critical of Will Levis because of who we're looking for. They're just not looking for another quarterback to get them on another playoff run. You're looking for a guy who's going to win a Super Bowl, ultimately. And that's what Will Levis, fair or not, is being judged against. Yeah, and those guys that we talk about, it's more than just their talent. It's their makeup, too. Oh yeah, You have to have... That killer instinct. You have to have that dog. You have to have that switch that you turn on on the biggest stage in the brightest lights. It's tough. It's what Mahomes has. It's tough. It's what Brady has. It's what Michael Jordan has. And those guys, it's what Kobe Bryant had. It's tough. Like, 
they, they're not only talents, but they also have a mentality that most don't have either. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll put a bow on this week and today's show, and we'll do that next year on WNSR. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy, and I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. To me, Lamar looked like you wanted to prove a point. And Instead of just playing the game. Exactly. I he, agree with you 100%. Didn't want to use his legs as much. Wanted yep. to show that he could win this game passing. And like that tip pass that him. he caught three years ago, he would have housed that sucker. Yeah. You're right. I think he, he played to prove a point instead of playing to win the damn game. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Rutrow, things are not going well over on West End. Mm-mm. Florida Atlantic has come roaring back 
They lead Vandy 11-9 in the bottom of the eighth. 11-9 Florida Atlantic over Vanderbilt in the bottom of the eighth. That's, Vandy's ranked sixth in the country. It's the same thing going on at Bridgestone Arena. Spread over to, to West End. Got to stop it. Got to get the plague out of mm, town. Mm. Uh, Tennessee got out of town, and they will kick off their season tonight. I think they're in like Houston. You know how Vanderbilt's always sure. done that stuff? Arizona. Sure. Or Houston. I think they're down in Texas somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, because they're playing Texas Tech. Okay. So they're in one of those showcase sure. tournaments or whatever, yeah. round robins. Yeah, yeah. So it's Tennessee and Texas Tech tonight. Two ranked teams okay. at 7 o'clock. Again, I want to say, uh, you know, Greg Pogue has is a staple. Uh, oh, yeah. He's a part of the fabric of Nashville Sports Talk Radio. He has been doing it for, I think, 24 years is what he said. Uh, almost the, the 25 that I've been in this market. Mm-hmm. I've known Greg since I moved here. He's always been a good friend of mine and someone, uh, someone that I've always uh, appreciated and um, respected for his knowledge of this market. Really, uh, he has been there and done it, and you know, as time goes along, that's, you know, we lose a lot of that. And you know, it's nothing against the people that are on the air now, sure, or no, covering things now. Not. Doesn't it's not saying that they're not good. It's just saying they're young and they they can't talk about the things that we can. They'd have to Google it. Mm-hmm. They didn't live it. No, we've lived it, and Greg certainly has lived it no. in this market. And then some. He's not going anywhere. He's just not going to be on. Every day, Monday through Friday. He'll be around, though. Still going to be doing TSU. Still going to be doing the Saturday morning show. Probably be part of high school football. I mean, he's going to be around. Yeah. Just not going to be doing it Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. So the new show, JB and the General. Yes! John Burton and Patton Cook. Yes! Will debut Monday morning starting at 9 o'clock. Don't forget, Bill Keen will get the week started off at 6. And then we'll join you from 2 to 4 on Monday. Congratulations to Patton Cook again. Looking forward to it, good sir. A man who has worked very hard, has a lot of great sports knowledge, and I can't wait to hear him. I would tell Greg Pogue, enjoy retirement, but I don't think he's retiring. He's not retiring. Greg's not so. going to retire. Have a great weekend. It's probably going to get cold. Yeah. So no flurries tonight. Get ready for that. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then. Peace.